Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast that tries to make light jokes about super problematic episodes. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Not looking forward to the wacky jokes we get to make about this. It's fine, as long as we treat them with some sort of reverence, but still, you know, keep the tone light. I'm sure everything will go great. Sounds like the balance we're really good at striking, right? Sure yeah. is. Sure. Good. So this is season five, episode 14, Crush. Original air date, February 13th, 2001. And... The fact that this is a February 13th air date makes me kind of feel like <laughs> this is supposed to be a Valentine's Day episode. This is a Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> it's, there's a lot of people throwing the word love around, I guess. Yeah, th- this is an episode <laughs> that I think played differently when it aired to Definitely. how I received it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I think yep. I took different things away from this than a lot of other fans. <laughs> Just doing a quick scan of IMDb produces quite a few people with really good feelings about this episode. And I'm like, did ya watch it? Did ya listen to the things they said? And I have never found this episode to be as problematic as I did this viewing. So I think it really is just getting worse with time. (laughs) I think that's all it is. Yeah. It's surprisingly upsetting. It's like an 8.5 on IMDb. That is a good rating. It is well received by a lot of fans that maybe need to think about what is said. I'm going to hit you up with a fun fact to start this episode out, Michaela. Excitement. So I don't go on the wiki because it's full of spoilers, but going on IMDb to find the Teeks review, I glanced through another review and found that the Portuguese name for this episode is the Portuguese word for passions. And I'm like, what a fucking missed opportunity. Guys, passions. It's perfect. It's that show that Spike likes. It's very (laughs) applicable to this episode. Why did you not? How how are you so dumb? So, like, is it confusing that it's one letter off from a previous episode title? Which is passion. Yeah. Yeah. Because that seems pretty confusing. (laughs) Yeah, they really shouldn't have burned that that card already. Calling it Passions is way too on the nose. Spike it's loves so passions. on the nose. It's so good. <laughs> but people are very passionate. Yep. Sort of one per two people. That's all I have to say to that. Okay, so we start off in the Here bronze. It's reopened. There is live music again. And it has been a while since we saw live music in the bronze. I really felt like this was the bronze updated for the new millennium. Because the sign is all, like, futuristic, right? <laughs> uh, it's the worst of the 2000s. When I was in the 2000s and trying to think, like, in 10 years, what will look like garbage? Right, or yeah. how will this decade be remembered? <laughs> I came up with the thought of, like... Yeah, this is the decade where we think we're in the future, but we really are not. That's happened a lot, though. Yeah, I guess it happened in a very specific way in the 90s, where we thought we were in, like, the sleek, minimalist computer future. Because even the 80s was, like, more punk grunge type things, and then the 90s was also, like, action mullets and, yeah, (laughs) all that sort of crap. When we went to space, then everything got kind of spacey in the 70s, right? Like, That's true. Futuristic was like very space themed. Yeah. So I guess it's just a different version of what the future is going to be. And the bronze sign is embodying that future pretty <laughs> yes, well. It is a sign that will never <laughs> age. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be oh, great. Boy. But yeah, oh. no, like I really like this return to form. Mm-hmm. That we have. Like, when was the last time that we saw a live band in the bronze? I genuinely... A season oh. and a half, maybe? So, if we can count Giles singing on stage <laughs> in <laughs> Restless, right? then probably that would be the last time. If we can't, then I think it's going to be Flamingo Girl, Veruca. Oh... <laughs> uh. Yeah, I know you like to remember stuff like that, so It's good. an inauspicious thing to go out on, yeah. live band-wise. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to start things off with Anya's sparkle shirt. Do you have a picture of this? I've called it Pink Alert, because it's a whole damn dress, my friend. Oh my god. Oh, oh wow. Fantastic. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow, I liked your genuine reaction to it. It's so good. It's very pink. It's very sparkly. So I've started to give Anya pink alerts because she <laughs> just looks so good in pink that I True. feel like it deserves an alert. That is fair. It sounds like it's less good than a red alert, but it's not. It's just a different type of alert. I'm not sure if you got a picture of this, but to go along with the new bronze logo, mm. there is a new bronze <laughs> waitstaff outfit. Oh my god. I 100% miss this. It is something that will what? never go out of style. I've called it space pants because this waitress's ass is out of the... Because she looks like she's wearing a spacesuit. <clears throat> uh and I thought it was just this one waiter, but no, oh, later on they're no. back in the bronze and it's all of the wait staff. All of them are Fuck. women, but they're all wearing this like silver tube top and then silver skin tight pants. Cause it and is they look like they're in, they look like they're in space. It's so good. Yeah, man. I was like, I looked at the bronze sign and I was like, okay, new millennium bronze, but they've really <laughs> gone hard on it. Huh? Yeah. Jesus. There may also be a decorative belt in play. God, we can only hope. There was a lot happening clothing-wise in the first, like, five minutes of... Like, in the cold open, there was a lot happening clothing-wise. Oh, yeah. Including, like... (laughs) What is Spike wearing? Oh, no, this is his Impress the Slayer clothing. (laughs) Yeah. He's put on a collared shirt. He hasn't done it up. That would be too much. But he's put on a collared shirt to impress this girl that he likes. And a brown leather coat. And like, what are like tan pants? I hate this so much. I was infuriated by this. I was like, what is he doing? He has one coat. It works for him. He like, what is he doing? And I get it. He's here. Buffy's sitting alone. And he's like, hey, Buffy, let's hang out. And she's like, what? What do you, what do you mean? He's like, you know, like sit and talk. She's like, I don't understand. That's not what we do. What What's happening right now? Because <laughs> you know what? She still has no idea what's going on here. Well, Michaela, <laughs> this will be the last time in this episode Spike does anything to infuriate you. No, that's okay. That's a Lindley guarantee. <laughs> wow, those are worthless, <laughs> I've heard. Yeah, garbage. <laughs> Utter garbage. Utter garbage. Buffy is sitting here, and she is dressed in her finest later hosen. <laughs> like, explain to me... <laughs> What about this is Lederhosen esque? Lederhosen literally translates to leather pants. Oh, see, yeah. I look at this and I don't think that she looks German at all. But yeah, no, you're right. That she would, is um, wearing leather pants. Later, super pants. Yeah, super leather. She's really like pulling a faith with this outfit. Yeah, she's gotten hard faith ever since right? Faith got out of the picture. I don't know what's happening here. Minus, like, the bold lip colors, because she tried that and it didn't work out for her. Oh, it doesn't go well at all, no. No. Okay, and then, yes, to wrap this thing up, Spike gets shut down by Buffy. He's weird and creepy. And then Willow's having a bunch of headaches from her teleportation spell. And Buffy sees Ben, the cute nameless intern, at the bronze and goes over to talk to him, right? Yo, did you miss hashtag onion watch? Uh, the bloomin' onion. <laughs> <laughs> It, yes, it was referenced again. I did not get it down. I'll make sure it's in the uh, hashtags for the episode. So listeners can always tag that. And I had a moment in here where like, Xander came over and was making fun of Spike, blah, blah, blah. I don't remember what it was that he said, but it, I got like a legitimate laugh out of it. Xander, I think you may have hurt his feelings. And you should never hurt the feelings of a brutal killer. You know, that's, uh, that's actually some pretty good advice. Xander was legitimately funny in some way. Xander's a much better character, he's mostly. Great. Yeah, he's, he's just in his role, in, in his proper role, and it only took them five seasons to get yeah. here. <sighs> Basically, like, blink of an eye, right? No big Snap deal. Snap the fingers, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. God. But yeah, so Buffy's over there flirting with Ben and Spike's mad jelly. Who gives a fuck? Let's go to the classic Sunny D train station. That old haunt. Oh my god. I just... So I've never watched this show with such... A critical eye, yes. Right, critical eye, yeah, that's the right word. And when it cut to this train station, I just lost it. I just started yelling, who put this here? (laughs) Where's this Ben? It brings us into our first segment of the evening. All aboard! All aboard! 
All aboard for Canada City! <laughs> like, just at no point has there ever been any mention of a train station. It's fine. All big cities have train stations, and they crisscross the U.S. Have you never played Ticket to Ride? They oh. go straight to Sunny D. That's a major hub in that game, probably. I just probably. love that Sunny D is such an evil hotspot that evil <laughs> takes the train to get there now. Like, cause, right? Right? You, you get, like, kind of two scales. You could go either way. Because if things are taking really mundane transport to get to you, that implies that there are so many that they have to take all forms of transportation. If they're taking really fancy transportation to get to you, that implies that only the ritziest of vampires and evil things are coming here. Right. But we've seen uh, by plane which was the box of Gavrock in the classic Sunny D airport episode. Oh, shit. <laughs> and Angel was going to leave on that boat. Oh, by boat. For the open oh, seas. Bo- <laughs> um, <laughs> International museum tour with Inca Mummy Girl. Oh, That's pretty right. fancy. And then on the less fancy side, you've got several cars like Spike and Mr. Trick and whatever his fun companion was named. And now we finally got by train. Are there... Uh, we haven't actually seen someone come in by bus. It was just that one South American exchange student that got killed. Buffy left on a bus. Oh, she did leave when on a she, bus. When she left, yeah. What she other transit methods out. are there? <laughs> They've done them all now. They've I think done them so. All. Yeah. Jeez. And arguably Faith could have left on a train. <laughs> We're still not sure what that was. Your standard barn truck? Yeah. Right. So like a what freight train. Fuck? Maybe. I don't know. I really... I don't. Anyway, it's great. The Sunny D train station. Uh. The conductor says, last stop. No one gets off. He goes up to investigate. Everybody's been murdered. He gets murdered. Good times. Like, he works in Sunnydale, you know? Like, I don't understand how he doesn't have more street smarts than this. <laughs> You're like, everyone off the train! No one gets off? Well, guess there's no one on there, or they're all dead. Either way, I'm leaving. Yeah, get the yeah. fuck out of there before you get ghosted. But instead, he gets ghosted? Do you think it was a ghost at this point? No. Spooky ghost train. Don't they like show the shot of the doll? Maybe not yet. Later. No, no okay. this is later. That's when Buffy and Xander leave the train. Right, 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 right. So I, you I had didn't no have... idea at this point. I did not have very long to wait because this <laughs> no, goes fucking... into our credits. Oh, and then... I knew you were going to see it all. <laughs> <laughs> then guest starring Mercedes McNabb and I'm like, oh, that's good. And then Drusilla's name pops up and I'm like, oh, I wonder who killed those people on the train. <laughs> Right, yeah. I mean, there's only one option at that point, right? Also, I think it was featured in the previously on to some extent. Like, there were a lot of hard Drusilla vibes coming off here. Yeah. But Uh, that's all useless. That's all so unimportant because we have several very important things in this scene. Number one, first and foremost, G-Man is just chilling out in the Summer's residence, keeping Joyce company on those late, late nights. Oh, Uh, boy. uh, Oh, I... uh, I mean, Don's there too, so, like, I guess noise-canceling headphones are coming back out. Is that what we're doing? She'll go to bed. She's got a bedtime. She's a child. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Joyce heavily implies here that she does not feel safe with just Giles there. <laughs> she throws so... some serious shade at him. <laughs> like... Like, why? Joyce, this is the longshoreman. <laughs> they're not. They're not getting down if... She's, that's the kind of thing she's saying. Well, that's garbage. And then uh, the second very important thing here is the greatest coat of all time. <laughs> this is what I have called it. Buffy walks into the room and I'm like, why would, why was she not wearing this before? So she's put this on to travel home. It is a knee length, <laughs> shiny gold coat. <laughs> the entire thing is just gold. Oh, <sighs> It's insane. It's a gold trench coat. <laughs> it is a gold trench coat. Oh it's... man, her the depth of her trench coats will never cease to amaze me. This is the ultimate trench coat, I think. <laughs> I I'm just It's the ultimate coat of any kind. Like I stopped paying any attention to what was happening in this scene because I just couldn't understand how everyone was taking it seriously that she had walked in in this coat. <laughs> right? No one even bats a fucking no. eye. <laughs> They're just like, oh yeah, Buffy's got her vampire attracting coat on again. 
So what is happening in the scene is not very important. Buffy gives Dawn some crap about her missing blue sweater because, you know, it's important to treat Dawn like she's a normal human. But Dawn didn't take the blue sweater. I've used the phrase, oh no, so many times in these notes. Let me let me do a quick check here, actually. Uh, yeah. Oh, nine times, which is... <laughs> I mean, four of them? Four of them are about the sweater. Oh, and the role play that happens there. So, I don't know. It's not... It's not good. There's a lot of oh no's in this episode. Ugh. Yeah, so obviously Spike has the sweater. I mean, we all saw that coming. Yeah, but hey, Harmony's still here. Remember her? Who knows where she's been for the last, like, five episodes? That's not important. When people were traipsing through Spike's crypt. They really were. Yeah, she's trying to be all seductive. Spike doesn't want none. She suggests they do something fun. He suggests they play a game of some sort. And then I'm so (laughs) conflicted about this scene. I really am. I, ha- I think I had the same conflict as you, yes! Yeah, on the one hand, it's really fun and funny to see Harmony dressed up and going about in her Slayer garb and talking about how she's gonna slay all these <laughs> bad vampires around. She's doing a phenomenal job. Like, she's being so fun. And then on the other there's hand, the, yeah, there's the Spike. Hand. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the fact that he wants her to dress up as the Slayer to have sex and that's yeah it's problematic yep hey maybe this is the worst thing that's gonna happen it's not it's so far from that <laughs> but the linley guarantee or whatever the fuck you called it, it that's a linley guarantee <laughs> hey michaela remember that buffy's in school oh yeah we're doing that again like it's, i don't know why it's we so token though again. it's so token <laughs> the barest of nods to her still being in school like they filmed all of the sunny d university stuff in a day for the entire season and they've just been doling it out in tiny chunks here and there yeah it's i don't know like it i don't know what it's adding to the episode to have them have this scene it seems like a lot of effort to for really not much payoff like for Buffy to see a newspaper yeah that's all she does she sees a newspaper and that's it could have been at the espresso pump a set that is on their soundstage I assume right where they don't (laughs) have to block off a bunch of the college (laughs) corridors anyway the train folks got murdered and Buffy doesn't like that probably so I have a picture here called way too much because there's just so much happening fashion wise that I, I'm not going to go through it all. Let me get this up. Listen. Oh my lord. (laughs) Everybody's got a side bag. Tara's got a crazy pattern on hers. Her shirt has a leopard print back and arms. And then I don't know what's on the front. A diagram. It looks like a diagram. Yeah. Yep. Oh, of a griffin? Is that a griffin? Do you see the head with like the wings or a dragon or something? Maybe it could be. It could be a peacock for all I fucking know. I don't know. (laughs) And yeah, like Willow has is just mixing a lot of things together. It's kind of a weird Christmas theme, actually. Patterns. We got to go for patterns. And we're still doing a lot of like really warm clothing. Mm -hmm. Just like a lot of really warm clothing. Buffy's gone for a weird kind of little kiddish vibe here. Because her coat's so big. (laughs) Her coat's huge. And then her hair is done in such a way that like I could see a toddler having that hair. Yeah. Yeah, She's pulling an Oz and like we can't even see her hands. We cannot see her hands. Her coat (laughs) is so large. Yeah. (laughs) But man, her hands are so warm. Fuck. Yeah. Good, good for her. There's just so many textures. <laughs> I can't get over it. Yeah. So the uh, the newspaper article that Buffy sees goes into the people on the train who had neck trauma. And I, for one, was very disappointed that the newspaper has stopped reporting it as neck ruptures. <laughs> it's very similar. <laughs> neck rupture sounds like it was a spontaneous thing that happened to a yeah, person, like you, though. You know, you've got high blood pressure, you're at risk of a neck rupture sort of thing. Yeah, right. Whereas so neck like trauma, people... <laughs> someone else has done this to you, rather than it happening spontaneously in this crowded train car, possibly so being... right. At once. But that's yeah. like a, an infectious disease, right? Causes yeah. neck ruptures. Well, once you see one person have a neck rupture, like, you're pretty done, much done then. Yeah. Your body freaks out, and yeah. <laughs> ruptures immediately. <laughs> yep, that's it. Yeah. So, too bad. (laughs) Dawn goes to pay a visit to Spike. Uh, She calls him smart for all the things he says. And I'm like, oh man, being a young girl must be a hell of a ride. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, no, I really, really was like on Don's side in this scene. <laughs> I'm like, man, he does have cool hair though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Spike like is upset to see Don here. He's hiding something in the basement, which is probably not great. Okay, like we've never seen this suspicious trap door, trap door <laughs> in his crypt like all of a sudden there's just a creepy ass trap door and no mannequin to be seen Ugh. right yeah <laughs> yep. the whole crypt geometry is actually pretty loose because there's oh, like a yeah. bedroom somewhere in here that is question there? mark i think so maybe not no he just sleeps on top of the the like tombs right something yeah like and that. they've definitely shown him and harmony getting it on on top of the of the tomb, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's where they were instead of in a bed. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's uh it's problematic geometry though still, and uh that's fine. Spike has this thing where like he wants to get Dawn out of here. He realizes she's not going to leave. He can't make her because of this whole chip business. So, you know, he actually looks over or watches over her for a while while she just wants to be out of the house. And sure, that's fine. That's actually pretty good. And I like what they do with him in this scene because he's telling her about like the horrible murders that he used to commit. <laughs> yeah, because he's a scary dude. Not anymore. He's a scary he dude. He used to be a scary dude. <laughs> right. And this is good because it reminds us that this is actually a spooky dude. He, yeah. Or he was. It, you know, all the same sort of thing. But he did some bad shit. And it's a nice ghost story for both the audience and Don. Like, having a story within a story can be nice as just a quick thing to keep the audience involved. Yeah, it was, uh, it's really well done. I would say that generally speaking, Spike's interactions with and treatment towards Don are great. Yes. Like, he sort of treats her like a kid sister. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, he's not going to do anything to harm Don because that would make Buffy mad. But I also don't think he would anyways. Yeah. He just seems like he's pretty okay with Don. And yeah, he doesn't really want her around. But she is not stupid and picks up on the fact that if she just talks about Buffy, he'll let her stay. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, boy. So Buffy does eventually find out where, well, she barges into Spike's crypt asking where her kid sister is and surprise she's right there hey well but this is the thing she barges in asking for Spike's help in finding Dawn <laughs> like this is her go-to guy for help this is all she has why not Xander why not Willow, Willow? they're various people Giles is a helpful man with a car <laughs> Willow is arguably a very helpful person for finding someone because of magic. Not that she should be doing magic right now. Right, she's got like, she's got mad headaches right now because yeah. of the whole magic thing. Not great. But like, yeah, Tara is not useless. <laughs> yeah. Tara can do stuff. Go to Tara, don't go to Spike. Buffy just doesn't want to hang out with Tara because she's guess... weird. Yeah. So Buffy extricates her sister from this situation pretty quick. And you gotta love the the sort of levels of metaphor or the mixing of metaphors in this show. Because there's like the hanging out with Spike is not cool, Don. And I'm just hearing the taking drugs isn't cool, Don. <laughs> but that's what Spike is. Spike is like the older, you know, guy that seems cool when you're a teenager. But then you grow up and you're like, oh, that guy is a loser. Yeah, he <laughs> right. really is. But when you're a teenager, you're really stupid. <laughs> right? <laughs> No, genuinely. You're, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was a teenager. I remember. <laughs> yeah. I have horrible memories of that time. And yeah, like being a teenage girl, you definitely have crushes on people that you should not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Buffy's getting mad at Dawn. Dawn has a crush on Spike, which is not super great. But then she's got some ammunition of her own, you know? Don tells Buffy that Spike is majorly into her, then calls her out for not noticing, which is so incredibly valid that we've, we've talked about this. We've oh, hit yeah. this point so many times. But how is Buffy portrayed as such a dumbass in this scene? This episode. I how? don't... Wait. How? <laughs> All I can think is that she just so wanted it to not be true that she never even considered it as an option. Mm, sloppy writing. Is it's, the yeah. easier explanation for this. So Xander <laughs> and Buffy go hunting for clues in the train so that Buffy can try to forget all of this stuff again, I guess. Did we skip your picture bathroom chic? Oh, fuck, we did. Good call. <laughs> yeah. Right. So Buffy <laughs> oh <my> has... <laughs> it is a bathroom. Uh, 
<laughs> a daring choice, fashion-wise. Yeah. Buffy has clad herself in a bathrobe and just yeah. gone out and about, and no one's giving a shit. Oh, this is that same. This is the same coat from my picture. I think so. Just done but it's up. Just done up. Yeah. So you can see her hands now, but man, that trench coat is very Jeez. bathrobe. It's a ba- no. It's a robe. It's not a coat. <laughs> Like, it ties up. It's a robe. Uh, you can tie up a trench coat. That's how you're supposed to, like, tie those front knots or something, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, the, uh, you can't really tell in this picture. You can sort of tell in my other picture, but we are 14 on 14 for hoops. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Hoop, there it is. She got them hoops. Hoop, hoop, hoop. Yeah. Nonsense. Utter nonsense. <laughs> what is it with hoop earrings that are a must-have this year? They're a must-have item. Yeah, I got nothing for you, man. Oh, Jeez I got. Like... I have a fun fact for you. So, mm. Buffy's given Don shit for being interested in Spike. If he's a vampire, which obviously Buffy, when you say that, Don's gonna be gonna throw Angel in your face, right? Like, yeah, everyone. You can see is. that coming a mile away. So Don says something to the effect of that Angel. Buffy dated Angel for three years. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you how inaccurate this is. Very. Buffy and Angel's formal dating relationship began during season two's Reptile Boy. Oh, <laughs> so. <laughs> oh so I it mean, was a super necessary up, episode. <laughs> bring up Reptile Boy. And then, yeah, it ends when Angel loses his soul, right? And then he goes to hell. And then he comes back, but they don't actually start dating again until amends. And that is like an on and off thing for half of the season. So, so maybe if you add a it all year. Up, yes. The, like, the wiki thinks it's a little over a year. Yeah. 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 She said that and I was like, two years at most, right? <laughs> at most. Because yeah. season two to the end of season three. And then, yeah. yeah, take out half of that time because he went to hell and lost his soul. And then uh, the Im- unbearable continual... Are we dating yes, no, yes, no nonsense that happened? Yeah. And it's just like, when you think about it, it feels like it was an eternity. So (laughs) I could see how it kind of seems like a three-year thing, but no. Just one. Just one, guys. It does seem like an eternity. It's true. (laughs) Yeah. So they go, Xander and Buffy go hunting for clues on the train. They don't find anything because they are garbage at looking at things. They're so bad at looking. All they're doing is just fucking up another crime scene. Yeah. That's all they do. They show up, they kind of move some things around. They're like, well, nothing here. <laughs> Missing the obvious doll that was in the overhead bin oh, rack. What a what a creepy doll. I mean, how tall is Xander? I'm pretty sure he could have easily seen it. Yeah, tall enough to see this. But Xander's crushed because Don no longer has a thing for him. (laughs) She has moved on to the bad boy Spike. Which, as far as, like, being a teenage girl goes, I actually think is pretty on the nose. Oh, yeah. First, yeah, you sort of like the, like, the fun guy. Like, Xander is sort of the fun older sister's friend who treats you like a a person. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're like... What a cool, nice, fun guy. And then Spike shows up and you're like, oh, he's so mysterious. I'll look <laughs> oh. at his leather coat. <laughs> oh. Oh, he's like so nonsense. deep, though. They don't even understand. <laughs> Killed a lot of people. <laughs> that gives your character some real depth. He used to be like really bad, but he's totally good now. Mm-hmm. No, no, he's still bad. But like it's yeah. it's lurking there under the... Just under the skin, yeah. It's sort of like he's been to jail, but he's totally reformed now. <laughs> <laughs> but you can get the darkness out of him just a little bit sometimes, oh, and that's really cool. Oh, you can fix him. That's yeah, what it's all about. Yeah, you can fix him. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make him better. <laughs> it's a dangerous path, ladies. It's a bad idea. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> just find someone who's pre-fixed. It's so yeah. easy. A lot easier. All right. So they go back to the Summer's residence, having found (laughs) nothing. Well, Buffy does. And who should be in there? (laughs) But Spike. Spike. Man, I'm still Team Spoice, though. Oh, Team Spoice hard. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just so upset now after I realized that all three Summer's ladies are into Spike. (laughs) I actually had that same thing in this scene. Because I'm like, Dawn's into him. Obviously, him and Joyce should be together. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, huh, 
This is it's a multi generational thing. Yeah, I guess. it's so weird. It's awful. It's the worst. But I love it. No, no, no. Everyone has chemistry with Spike. That's yeah, it. That's, that's what it comes down to. Even when he's being as gross as he is. Yeah, it's the worst, and it still works on some level for some people. He's delightful and lurkish in this scene, though, because he's just mm-hmm. sitting up on this countertop, really, like, sort of looming over the entire room. Yeah. And glaring down at Joyce a little bit while he's laughing at her fun work stories about the gallery and such. Oh, delightful. I but don't know what she was so saying about the gallery, but I just tuned it out, like, completely. Like... <laughs> Got no idea. Yeah, he does manage to come off being sinister as he's, like, laughing along at her her hilarious story, though. Yeah, because as if Buffy needed more reasons to get him out of the house. Like, yeah. hey, I can show up and be around your mother, who is sick and dying, and wouldn't it be so easy for me to bite her? Yeah, so it's it's the worst. But Spike has a, a sweet lead on the train incident and him and Buffy have to leave to go check that out. Ooh, a hot tip. Oh, This'll be hot good. tips. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's going to be really great, this whole everything. <laughs> when I saw these vampires making fucking Jiffy Pop over a camp stove. <laughs> They're so pathetic. I love it. <laughs> it's so good. They get up when Buffy barges in and just run the fuck away. And I'm like, these are possibly the best vampires we've ever seen in this show. Absolutely. No wonder they're still alive. They see Buffy and they run the other way because they don't want to die. As Buffy points out, they've nested here for quite a while. And yeah. like they they are set up here, but they're like, no, fuck that. We're not staying. The Slayer is here. We are leaving even our Jiffy Pop, our snack, behind. Yeah. And honestly, you have to bet they're probably buying blood from a butcher. Like, yeah. they're not going to risk killing people and having the Slayer find them. They want to stay no. alive. <laughs> <laughs> they are the smartest vampires. Yeah. Unlike Spike, who makes a nice homophobic joke about how they've settled down together. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. that doesn't, that's not, that doesn't play well. No, anymore. they're just bros. Or maybe they are lovers and that's fine too. Yeah. Spike, yeah. why you gotta <laughs> be like this? I thought, I thought this yeah. was at least ground that we wouldn't have to tread. And like him and Angel definitely used to get it on. Like yeah. there's no way that they didn't. In right? like a hundred years, there's just no way. <laughs> Like, Angel never once walked in on Spike shirtless and just happened to... No, it's fine. (laughs) Oh, God, Uh, I I really don't want to read the Buffy fan fiction about that time. You know there's so much slash There's so much slash fic. Oh, God. (laughs) I have never looked into it, nor do I wish to, because it's not my jam. It's cool. You guys do your thing. It's going to be a deep well. I'm sure it's a very deep well. (laughs) Yeah. can go all the way down. And this is the time that Spike decides to, well, Buffy confronts him about having feelings for her and he just rolls with it. You know what? Life is too short to be dishonest, even when you're immortal. He decides to go all in and he's been on the verge of this, I think, just telling her because, you know, he keeps trying to take her on these quote unquote dates. There's a (laughs) flask. It's a whole thing. And he, but he is intent on telling her that he loves her. Which, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with that. I think I'm just not going to do anything. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't want to unpack that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I actually have a fun fact. Mm. Buffy accuses Spike of being like a serial killer in prison. Right. At which To which he retorts, women marry them all the time. Which is a really bad thing to say. <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> Apparently there's a 2008 movie or maybe a TV show, it's not specific, in which James Marsters portrayed ted bundy oh which that's i don't know what how i feel about that but obviously uh ted bundy did marry one of his Mm. quote-unquote groupies i think groupie is a really really strong word (laughs) it's just the wrong word she was very hurt i think when he started actually admitting that he had done all the things that he was accused of because she was so sure that no he was innocent and she could fix him yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, she, like, he had all sorts of women who came to the trial every day, like, mm. convinced of his innocence. And you're like, yes. why do you think we're having this trial for him, guys? <laughs> like, there's a trial. Believe that. It's not gonna Anyways. End well. Yeah, yeah. Neither Spike nor Buffy really has great points to make here, I guess. At least Spike's trying to be honest, and other than the homophobia, he's not being super gross yet. Yay. It's this thing. We're gonna go into this a lot more later, I'm sure. 
But he basically says, hey, Buffy, I'm into you. And she's like, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. Never say it again. I want no part of this. Go away. And he's Mm -hmm. like, but no, don't you think that there's maybe something here? And she's like, again, I'll tell you that absolutely not. There's no way in hell. Never. And yeah. She's um, sending him mixed signals, I guess. Is she? No. No, of course she isn't. She's saying very clearly no, and he is not accepting that, which is the worst. The worst. It's the absolute worst. Yeah. It it should never be shown as like an okay thing on a teenager's television show, right? Nope. On any sort of television show. Nope. 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 It's, It's just not a good thing to do. And so he's he's not a good person, right? No. You have to remember, and maybe the episode was trying to remind us of this earlier, Spike is a vampire who does not have a soul. So mm-hmm. it's not like we're looking at this person thinking, this guy is a hero and he can't take no for an answer. It's like this bad person who Buffy hates is not listening to what she wants. And like, the show is not saying that that's okay at any point. Ah... <laughs> uh... <laughs> It plays it like it's more okay than it is. It's playing it as too much of a joke, is what yeah, it is. It forgets what exactly is happening here. It's in playing a couple it as places. too much of like a ha ha, isn't Spike pathetic? Mm-hmm. When, like, really, they start to talk about how scary Spike could be if he has this obsession and Buffy has rejected him and he gets angry, blah, blah, blah. Which, yeah, it's scary. That's all it is. But it's still, they take it too lightly. I agree that they do take it far too lightly. Based on any of the IMDb reviews that I've read, that is not the message that people take away from this episode. (laughs) And that's on the authors, because they could have done a much clearer job of making sure that we take the right message away from this, and they did not give a fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Zero bothers were given that day. (laughs) Calling them bothers makes them sound like... (laughs) Winnie the Pooh is the author of this. Yeah, look at how many bothers I give. It's the best. I love it. Uh. Okay, so Spike goes home, and who should be there? Uh. It's Drusilla! Drusilla? No one expected her to be here. She looking fly other than the, like, mild burns. Right, she is, like, fairly burned. She definitely calls Spike Spoik. Spoik. (laughs) Spoik. And... All the time. And I'm not sure how I never picked up on this before. Pretty spoik. It's so hard spoik that, like, old Irish angel (laughs) would be jealous of the spoiks that she's delivering. I do wonder. I wonder if she was was hitting it that hard before. Right? I think she wasn't. I kind of feel like she wasn't, now that you say it. She calls him spoik really hard. A Maybe lot. she just never said his name before. Oh. My sweet Spike, what have they done to you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Drusilla's showed up and she's burned, and we're like, "What's happening?" And we come into our next segment as Spike shows us what it looks like to be Mister Exposition. Welcome aboard, Mister Manager. Wow, I'm Mister Manager. Well, Manager, we we would just say Manager. Don't look at me, Mister Manager. Right, it's up to me now. I'm Mr. Manager. Manager. We, 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 we just say... Uh, I know, but you just... Doesn't matter who. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> he sums up real quick what would have been, like, one or two Angel episodes, I'm guessing. Maybe a string of Angel episodes with this whole, like, Darla comes back, she was good, Drusilla turned her, that was bad, Angel set them both on fire, now Drusilla's here, right? Do I have that basically <laughs> correct? Pretty much... This show hasn't told us until now that Darla is alive again. Correct. Yeah. yeah, we just saw her in the past. Yeah, right. She was in the flashback and it seemed a little weird that she was there. So it's just like a lot of information, short amount of time. <laughs> None of it is really that relevant to what we're doing here. So no. maybe you don't need to know more than that. <laughs> well, that's fine. That's why they condensed it into a single line delivered by Spike in a pretty yeah. clunky way. <laughs> So yeah, Drew wants Spike to come back to L.A. with her. He demurs because of this whole chip and the Slayer bit that he doesn't really want to talk about, but Drusilla's sort of getting those vibes. Drusilla, she's not stupid and she has her whole psychic thing. (laughs) Yeah, she's not stupid and she's also psychic. Yeah. She heavily implies that since science isn't real, like she doesn't (laughs) believe in science, that like she thinks Spike can just sort of, I don't know what, 
think himself out of this whole chip business. Well, that's sort of the tension and the drama through uh, the next, like, I don't know, 20 minutes of this episode is, has Drusilla cured Spike by just saying, hey, science isn't real. I don't believe in all those electrons and molecules. It's nothing that big. Arguably, she could do some sort of hypnosis thing. Maybe? I don't know. It seems, that seems too much like brain magic, which as Willow has told us before, is not a good idea. Yeah, but it's all magic. Like, there's no reason that I could think of why Spike is not plausibly cured at this point. And then the rest of the episode is like, ah, is Spike cured? Ah, I guess we'll find out, won't we? That'll be fun. Ah, is he cured, though? We don't know. I have to assume you figured the answer was no? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Or it effectively didn't matter because even if he was cured, then he would just be like, no, I'm a good guy now because I love Buffy or something like that. Garbage. Man, when Harmony shows up, (laughs) she is just so off base. Honestly, Harmony, Harmony wins this fucking episode. I'm going to say it right now. She is Uh, the greatest scamp of all time. That's true. (laughs) And she's so much fun in every scene she has. She comes in and accuses Drew of being a $5 hooker off the street <laughs> that Spike is picked up and dressed up to look like his queen of darkness, Drusilla. Turns out she is Drusilla. Oh no, her entire thing about the, the rule of threesomes, it's either yeah. boy, boy, girl, or one of them has to be Charlize Theron. <laughs> right? It's gold. It's all gold. And then she gets thrown against a wall because Drew's back and... Spike is question mark, maybe evil. I don't know, man. Yeah, he can just work through the pain, or maybe she fixed it. Who even knows? Willow's got a crazy sweater. Oh my god, it's (laughs) so crazy. I've called it Blue Ribbon. Uh, (laughs) I've gone with what year is it? Okay, because it should be technically called Six Dogs or Seven Dogs. I'm not sure which. (laughs) It's It's a green sweater. With oh. six or seven dogs, just like a patches on, oh. on the various parts of the front. And then a blue ribbon pinned to the top right shoulder because all of these dogs are the best in class. And you're like, Willow, what are you doing? What's happened to you? I would argue that the color of this sweater is split pea. No, oh, it is. <laughs> oh, I and hate like- it. This scarf she's got on, like, how many times is it around her neck? And it's still just hanging down there. It's so velvety. It is so velvety. And shiny and pink. It's insane. So gross. And it, like, it's just such a different vibe than the whole vibe of the sweater. Or, like... It's the intent, I... (laughs) The sweater and the scarf are so different than how she's been dressing, which is, like, pretty good. And now, just a hard turn into weird. Maybe this is her advice-giving clothing. Because, mm, mm-hmm. yeah, they're here trying to figure out what to do about Spike. Buffy makes some comment about her beating him up, basically being, like, third base. And I'm like, Buffy, that's a far base. <laughs> like, like that's... That's almost picked, home. You picked too far of a base. <laughs> do you know baseball very well? <laughs> that's the one before home. It's too far. Uh And we get into, like, the hard, gross stuff. Because up until now, it's been pretty light in this episode. And then Joyce is asking Buffy if she led Spike on in any way. Oh! When she said that, I was just like, no, Joyce! What the fuck is happening? What are you doing? So, yeah, yeah, another great contender for Mother of the Year. And your bullshit nonsense, I know that you hadn't watched this entire show with this critical an eye, but your bullshit nonsense about how good a mother Joyce was, like, no, she's been a terrible mother to Buffy almost the entire way through. Like, I don't know where I got that idea from. It was like, at some point, I just had that thought, and then I just was like, yep, that's true. I will never question it again. It was bullshit nonsense. I now see the error of my ways. She doesn't like Buffy when she's a slayer slash lesbian. She accuses Buffy of being the the reason that Spike is doing these really weird things and not taking no for an answer. Ugh. Hashtag Joyce sucks. Yeah, and she was never fucking around when Buffy was growing up. Duck. Yeah. Better than her dad by a long margin because she's actually around at all but mm. Uh, when she said that i was just like no show you can't you you can't can't say that right (laughs) 
This is the goddamn thing. And they think it's fine. They treat it like it's an okay thing to say. It's not. I think people used to say that. Yes. And yeah, again, it's been like 15 years. And that doesn't excuse the fact that she says it. But maybe it's just more a why it ever got past any sort of vetting process. Yeah, I... (laughs) I was listening to a thing recently about the Merchant of Venice, and this will be a bit weird, but, like, there's a strong metaphor here where when it was written, it was a romantic comedy, mostly, and now that we read it, we're like, oh, this is so anti-Semitic as to be a tragedy. This is a (laughs) literal tragedy of a play, and it was written as a romantic comedy. And that's it's just on a compressed timescale where now I'm like, oh... This was written as like a, you know, a Spike expressing his love and maybe Buffy coming around to that a little bit or something happening interesting with Spike. And it's just gone so weird and gross that it can't be excused anymore. Yeah. It's a tragedy. I sort of want to make like a comedy plus time equals tragedy, but I think that's oh, backwards. Oh, yes. <laughs> it is backwards, but in this case, it's incredibly accurate. Because <laughs> normally it's tragedy plus time equals comedy, right? Yeah. But this is like tra- or comedy plus misogyny slash anti-Semitism plus time equals tragedy. Equals tragedy. Yeah. 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 Comedy Ugh. plus bias plus time equals tragedy. Yeah. So that's where we're at right now. And <sighs> it has turned into a true tragedy. Spike and Drew are going to hit up the bronze. All of the wait staff are in their silver jumpsuits. They're crazy and amazing. I can't believe I missed it. Like, I just don't understand. Oh, I I guess I was fixated on the other thing. They're so shiny. I, I don't know. They're so shiny. Drew's looking great. Spike's got his fine, his good coat on again. I'm just excited mm-hmm. about all these things, you know? They see a couple making out hard at the top of the <laughs> scaffolding in the bronze. Drew goes up and either kills them or turns their head to the side really quickly. <laughs> and then they both feed on them. Spike feeds on the girl. And that's like the first time he's had fresh blood in a while now. And you can see him kind of hesitate, which yeah. is confusing because, I mean, the girl is dead. So he's there's no way he would be in pain regardless, right, of whether or not Drew had fixed his chip. It's performance anxiety to a certain extent. <laughs> yeah. I... Uh, And I think it actually reads as a pretty straight metaphor of that, where he hasn't done this in a while and he's concerned about, like, will he be able to go into vamp face again? He has not done that for, like, a year and a half. And he's back with his ex now, so she has, like, certain expectations. Yeah, okay. You're right. I like that a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He does it. He gets his vamp face up. (laughs) Oh, gross. Yeah. Yeah. Incredibly. And that, all that's all All the things fine. I'm thinking of, I'm going to not say. So let's just let's just move on. <laughs> okay. So Buffy goes to Spike's crypt. Uh, when Spike and Drusilla are out a hunting, she finds this convenient trap door that no one has noticed or mentioned or done anything about before. <laughs> it's like, what was it doing? Maybe he had like a rug over it or something. Yeah, I. but she goes down into it, which seems like a really bad plan. Michaela, you have told me repeatedly yeah. at least one robot, and I <laughs> was so, so frightened that at the 35th minute of this 42-minute episode, they would pull out a robot on me. I was so scared. It doesn't happen. It's, it's still not good, though, because she no. finds the mannequin... She finds yeah. the really creepy shrine to her down there. Yo, he's pulled a straight up angel. He's got like sketch drawings. Ugh. Every vampire can draw. That's what I'm <laughs> yeah. taking away from this. Yeah, the demon of art comes into your body. Yeah. Gives you excellent drawing abilities. Yeah, it's it's all soups weird. And then Drew cattle prods Buffy a couple times when she comes back up the ladder and that knocks her out. Hands the cattle prod to Spike to be like, hey, you know. Have a go at it. This will be fun. Let's torture and kill people just like old times. But just oh like no! Old times. Spike cattle prods Drew instead of killing Buffy. Rut row. Rut row. Uh, uh, and then we're gonna come into my last segment. <laughs> All tied up and nowhere to go. Dressed up with nowhere to run. I know I'll make you feel crazy. Now the- back to the good part. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like every scene that passes, you think, well, it can't get any worse than this. <laughs> can't get any worse. Surely, surely this is the worst the of it. Lindley it- guarantee. <laughs> this is not even the worst of it. 
this is a couple things for me this segment like one spike has both drew and buffy tied up in his basement and that that is soups weird right that's not good nah yeah yeah uh two buffy was hanging by her arms yeah from chains which is gonna be soup stoops painful Oh, when she wakes up, poor hands. Oh, God. Instead, she was apparently standing up while unconscious, which is good for her, because otherwise her shoulders and her wrists would be screaming in pain. Maybe slayers are just really sturdy. And you just... (laughs) (laughs) She's got so many muscles that her arms can't go up above that height. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. That makes sense. That's muscles, right? That's how they work. (laughs) Problem solved, yeah. Oh, God. So Spike has tied them both up. He takes this opportunity to tell Buffy that he loves her without her being able to stop him now. <sighs> yeah. Uh, he'll even go as far as killing Drusilla to prove that he loves Buffy. But if Buffy doesn't say that there's something between them, he'll let Drew go and she'll kill Buffy and that'll be great. So two things. Thing one, Spike feeling like the way to prove this to Buffy is to kill Drusilla is a very Spike thing. Yeah. Right? Like, that makes a ton of sense for Spike. Like, I totally am on board for that. And, like, if you think about it, remember when he came to get, like, that love spell because Drew didn't love him anymore? Yes. His solution to, like, making her love him again was to go and torture her until she fell back in love with him. That's true. This is is the level this guy is operating on. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a normal person. He's a, like, hundreds of year old vampire who hasn't had a soul for that long. No, and obviously he is a vampire. And as you say, he's got fucked up ideas about everything. But <laughs> that said, the the message that people are going to take away from this is not that he's a super fucked up vampire. It's that he comes at this with this gross incel shit of <laughs> why are women always tormenting me? I think that's yeah. basically a verbatim something he says. Why do you bitches torture me? He does put it on them. What yep. in the fuck is happening here? I thought, I thought we, didn't we like Spike at some point? We used to. Yeah, we used to. Why are the women always tormenting me? That's, that's crazy bonkers. That's not like 15 years has not changed that that much, has it? No. Yeah, when he gets mad at them, you're just like, what? Maybe you're the problem, buddy. And sure. See the common denominator here? He's hundreds of years old or whatever. He's over a hundred. Women couldn't vote when he got turned. And he's been super evil. And he still is super evil. He doesn't have a soul yet at all. That's fine. Whatever. Still super gross. And people are not going to be having that at the top of their minds. As evidenced by all of the gushing IMDb reviews. When Drew frees herself, Spike immediately goes and frees Buffy. Yes. So I think all of his nonsense about, you know, admit this or I'll sick Drew on you. Like, I think that was just him bluffing. That does not Not, matter. It doesn't excuse it. No. Uh, Yeah. I will have fun with the fact that while all of this is going on, Buffy has the just barelyest caring face on. Like, she (laughs) She couldn't be fucked. She just gets no fucks about any of it. She's like, this is the worst. You guys are the worst. I hate everything that's happening. Can Why did you drag now? me into this? Yes. Yeah. Can I go? Yeah. For fuck's sake, I'm done with all of this. Harmony shows up and shoots Spike in the back with a crossbow <laughs> bolt. So they start having a fight. Because Harmony's very aggrieved. And then this, of course, is just more reason for Spike to be like, why are women always doing these things to poor innocent men? Which just... Mm. Anyway, Drusilla frees herself, starts attacking Buffy. Spike eventually frees her, and that's fine, right? I mean, it allows Buffy to... Actually, this is the first time Buffy's ever fought Drusilla. Did you know that? Oh. That's kind of interesting. That is interesting. That's a fun fact. You you went through uh, so many of your fun facts early on, and I was like, you need to ration them. We need them later in the episode. uh, Yeah. No, they've actually never fought before, because Drusilla fought Kendra. Yeah. If we recall... And then a lot of the time, Drusilla sort of just, like, hangs out in the background. Or, in the case of Becoming Part 2, gets uh, knocked out pretty early on. Yeah. So, there you go. Interesting. Yeah. And Harmony's super fun. Okay? Oh, Harmony's so much fun. She shows up, she's pissed, and she's like, screw it, I'm just gonna shoot Spike. She's not a great shot, but I've, uh, I've got this picture no longer invested. Oh, Lord. Okay, so I was wondering if you would get a picture of this vest. (laughs) It's crazy. It's just so 
red and fuzzy and large. Oh. <laughs> is that like a zebra pattern top that I she's got so. on underneath it? I just... Oh. It's fantastic. She's yeah. looking great. You know what? And uh, pour one out for harm because... What? There ain't no more harmony <gasps> after this. What the fuck? I'm sorry. <laughs> Whoa, that's actually super weird. Huh, interesting. Well, it makes sense for her to be here in the context of like, she's sort of with Spike, right? Mm-hmm. If that's not true, having her around, like, what is she going to be doing? I just remember a scene in the comic that I read where it was... <laughs> Spike, Buffy Bot, and Harmony all Jesus. like living in the same crypt. And I thought that was canon, <laughs> but apparently that no. is not. Okay. Oh no. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I love it. Harmony leaves and to anyone who's seen Arrested Development, she gives a solid like, say goodbye to these because it's the last <laughs> time you're going to see them. Oh, she really does. Except then she backs away so that she he doesn't even get a last time. <laughs> a last time to see her butt. No, no yep. more. Uh, so team team harmony all the way. Yeah, for surezies. And then whatever. Spike is a stalker. He's super gross. He's following Buffy to her house. And <gasps> she banished him from her house? What a she turn what? of events. He's a what? 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 He was what? She what? He's a music man. Fucking finally. So another fun fact, he was allowed in her house since season two, episode what? 21, becoming what? part one. He's, he has been, that was the invitation she gave him in becoming part one. Holy shit. <laughs> They've never uninvited him. <laughs> They've brought it up several times as a much better point than they thought they were making of like, yeah. why don't you just uninvite him? And they're like, oh, yeah. She would never do that. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Why would she bother? And it's like, no, it's actually a really good idea. You should, though. But she didn't. Until now. Womp, womp. <laughs> and it just plays it like, boom. Like, oh, what a fuck you to Spike. And you're like, no. You're getting such stalker vibes off of him, even in this final scene, that to do anything else would be madness. Yeah. Like, she leaves and she's like, oh, by the way, Willow, before I leave, there is one thing you could do. And yeah. It is that easy. It's so easy to uninvite Spike. Willow can do it with her, like, teleportation headache still in yeah. full effect. Yeah, it's a very basic ritual. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's our episode. Uh, yeah. Michaela, before we get on to Teeks, I want to know how you felt about this episode, both in the past and now. I used to enjoy this episode a lot because I was younger and it had a lot of Spike and that was enough for me and I didn't feel like it was as creepy as it is and i just uh, it's been shattered for me a lot i think <laughs> so yeah you enjoyed it because spike was in it mostly i guess was that it really i pretty much okay yeah like i i can't really yeah i can't really tell you why honestly i don't have a good reason I had a much better time with the first half of this episode than the second half. Yeah. Spike telling Buffy that he's in love with her is fine. Her rejecting him is also completely yep. fine. Him continuing after that... Then we're done. ...is not fine. Yeah, that's yeah. where it crosses the line. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, who thought would have thought that's crossing a line? That's very basic. That's where it crosses the line. <laughs> that's how that works. You don't pursue the person because they're just playing hard to get. That's not how these things work. It's just that he tries to, like convince her that she is wrong yeah he that, knows that she is wrong in his right? heart of hearts and, Whenever... and like she just needs to admit it because she's lying to him about it whenever you know something about uh, how other people feel no that okay. yeah you're in a bad place all right michaela what do you think <laughs> teeks titled his summary of this oh episode? fuck the one where, oh God, there's so many options and I know they're all wrong. You've done well so far. The one where is all <laughs> completely correct. Good. The one where Spike? No. What? <laughs> well, I don't know. The one where Drusilla comes back. The one where Buffy finds out that Spike is in love with her. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, sure. Sure, takes. Wordy AF. I love this episode so much. It is one of my all-time favorite episodes. Uh -huh. Not just from season five, but from the entire series. We've heard that a lot of times. <laughs> I just love the reveal of Spike's love for Buffy and the fact that Drusilla is back. Yeah. Is that it? 
Uh, there's a lot here, really, to unpack. Someone has killed people on trains. Spike and Buffy go to investigate. Wrong. That's not what happens. Comes out that Spike loves Buffy and she's furious. She really can't take a compliment, can she? This was written in 5th of April, 2015. Um, yeah, that's... Two recent teaks. Yeah, that's more than problematic, teaks. That's, that's really bad. Uh, Buffy goes and tells her friends and Joyce convinces her to talk to him. Not technically true. And lay down the line, tell her that she's not interested and never will be. Drusilla comes back. She's actually the one who killed people on the train. She convinces Spike to feed. Obviously, because of the chip, he can't do it properly. Drusilla kills someone, then he feeds. Drusilla tases Buffy. Spike tases Drusilla. Chains both of them up in his underground tunnel. I love just dropping the underground tunnel in like it's a reasonable thing. Yeah, Yeah. it's a thing people have, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He finally tells Buffy the truth about his love without her interrupting him. And it, yeah. That is how it's played, but it's so much grosser than this implies. Yeah. Uh, He tells her that he's going to kill Drusilla for her, and Buffy doesn't even care. She shouldn't. Doesn't matter. Nope, Uh, it's really got nothing to do with anything at all. Yep. Drusilla gets freed after after Harmony shows up. Spike frees Buffy. Drusilla leaves. Spike chases Buffy to her house, and when he tries to go inside, he can't. Willow has reversed his invitation. Poor Spike. Incorrect. Very incorrect. It is not poor Spike. Overall, I give this episode a 10 out of 10. Fuck. So I think I'm trying to, I'm trying to like put myself in my younger self's shoes. Yeah. Did you feel bad for Spike? I think I was like, it was a mixture of like being very invested in this whole Spike Buffy thing, which I don't know why I was invested in that and like wanted that to be a thing, but I definitely did. And then the whole like playing hard to get trope was still in like full swing 15 years ago. Like that was a trope on TV that right. was in lots of things. And yeah, I, um, I'm not saying that makes it okay. I'm just saying that maybe that's why it didn't seem that weird at the time. I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> it's the worst. It's a gross episode. So I was just reading some more IMDb reviews. The doll on the train. So the doll in the overhead compartment of the train carriage as Buffy and Xander are checking out the murder scene is one of Drusilla's? And Drusilla presumably carried out the massacre announcing her arrival in Sunnydale? That seems like the best explanation out there. Man, this this person is not very smart, it seems. <laughs> seems like a loose end, but this is finally given closure. Like no, it's what? it's pretty yeah. It's a it's a plot device. Yep. Is that a MacGuffin? What's a MacGuffin? <laughs> no, a MacGuffin is an object that is sought after by many of the people. Oh, okay. So, like an unobtainium in the Avatar movie. Right, or right, right, right. other things. The suitcase in Pulp Fiction. MacGuffin. That doll is something. I'm sure there's a TV tropes name for it. <laughs> oh, almost certainly. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's our episode. Michaela, who had the best fashion of the episode? I think we oh both agreed God. that Harmony won the episode. Yeah. No, but that gold coat. Oh, the, the gold coat. Fucking thing we've seen. Oh it's my insane. god. It is truly bonkers. Yeah. She just was wearing it so casually too. I just can't understand. I'm no one. <laughs> Before we get to what's happening next episode. Yeah. I actually wanted to talk about this through the episode, but forgot to write it down. How have I never noticed that Giles's magic box is the mysterious shop that opens like for one day? And then closes mysteriously, where, like, they buy the cursed item and then can't return it. (laughs) Like, that's such a popular trope that how is that, how has that not happened? I would love to see the other side of that, where someone buys a cursed object from Giles' magic shop. (laughs) And it just, it's an episode focused on the other people, you know? It's a Lower Decks from Star Trek or whatever that Lost episode was. And yeah, Yeah. just focuses on them and their inability to return this thing because Glory has shown up, right? And suddenly the magic box is closed. Oh no, and they're like, oh god, it's been destroyed again. Yeah, exactly. They're never going to take this back now. (laughs) And they have to deal with this shit. So I'm, I'm really happy that the writers managed to get that in to uh to this show yeah Yeah, okay michaela what is coming up next spoiler alert i think i know what it is and i think i'm horrified listen listen the episode is titled i was made to love you yeah (laughs) uh does the imdb synopsis or the netflix synopsis use the word robot anywhere in it (laughs) maybe yeah (laughs) who can say right who can say who's to say with any of this (laughs) Could be anything. No one Could knows. Be. 
could be about anything. Could be. I will say one thing. <laughs> uh-huh. You'll be surprised. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> when, whenever you said at least one robot, I was like, please, at most one robot. Please. There's at least one. No! <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? Who's to say? Well, I think that's about it for us here. Welcome to the Hellmouth for this week. You can always find the pictures for the episode up on Facebook. You can email us, beyondvenue.hellmouth at gmail.com. And you can find Michaela and I personally on Ubl, Y-U-B-L, a UK-based social messaging service. I'm on there at Ubelsoft. Michaela? I'm on there at Ubilee. Very nice. And until next week, farewell, farewell from, from the, the Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Hell no. Hell no.